That's his. That's his normal accent. He's British. I know he's British, but it didn't sound like he was trying to be Brit. It just the accent sounded weird <laughs> to me. I thought he was trying to be American and falling flat. Maybe that's just his normal accent. No, he does a really good American accent. Actually, he it's, does. Yeah, it's I've fucking it. nutty. And then that was just the voice he was doing. It just uh, go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry, Grandpa. Welcome to the I'm Sorry Grandpa podcast. What are we sorry for? Party rocking. I'm one of your co-hosts, Keanu, and introducing themselves, my lovely co-co-hosts. I'm Morgan. Wow, Morgan, you were a lot louder than normal. I'm Manny. <laughs> really? Because I, I spoke, I felt like, quiet, more quietly than normal. No, you sound the same to me. Um, so yeah, today's movie is the final movie we're watching for the very lately named Sci-Fi September. Uh, we all watched Pacific Rim, the acclaimed monster and mecha movie tribute directed by Guillermo del Toro. I don't know, say his fucking name. Guillermo del Toro, directed back hey. in 2013. Wait, I thought um, it was Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo like, del Toro. Like a Guillermo. Yeah. He, he's Guillermo from Spain. Toro. Yeah. Guillermo. Guile. Guillermo. Guile, Guile from Street Fighter. Yeah, what do we disagree <laughs> um, So the movie is about these giant monsters, the titular kaiju, who come to our world wreaking havoc, and the humans who must learn to overcome them using souped-up giant mechs like in Gundam or Megas XLR. Um... I, first off, though, I'd like to know everyone's experience with this movie, if they've ever watched it before, or if you haven't seen it, maybe your experiences with, like, giant monsters and giant mechanized robots and other media. Morgan? Manny? Uh, I had not seen this movie before. It was my first time. Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen a Godzilla movie. I've seen two Godzilla movies, the newer ones. Okay. The one with Elizabeth Olsen and then that other one with Mothra. I think that's it for giant monster movies. Uh, so you watched King the Kong? 2014 one, King Kong. New, the new one, right? From Skull Island? No, not the new King Kong. I saw King Kong back when I was a kid sometime. You it was the claymation one? I don't think it was claymation. It was, I mean, it was when I was a kid for sure when I saw okay. King Kong. Like, not in the last five years. Was it the one the with Jack Black? One. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah I think one, Jack Black was in it. Yes, yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. That's the King Kong I saw. <laughs> who was okay. that director was it like Percy Jackson Peter Jackson the there we go I remember Peter <laughs> Jackson and the Olympians Peter I remember Peter. I remember this specifically because my cousins had this PSP where you could watch movies and they had mm. uh, Cowboy Bebop the movie and mm. and fucking why that I don't understand why those two movies so weird anyways yeah I mean you like those movies I'm assuming though right did you like gleam anything that reminded you of Pacific Rim in these other than, you know, big monsters, uh, sexy gorilla people? Yeah, not much from King Kong. Uh, although <laughs> although one of the Pacific Rim monsters looked like King Kong. Um, yeah. uh, it was similar to Godzilla. It was very similar to that kind of thing. Except they, it wasn't like a redeeming of Godzilla in the end or anything like that. It was definitely... Uh, following more the traditional 
alien alien conquerors that like to you know go through planets and colonize and then destroy them or whatever right okay yeah so you have even though you don't have like the most experience with like this movie you still understand like the general like throwbacks or references that it might be pulling out from in certain ways uh manny what did you what was your experience with this movie um, so my previous experience with kaiju films is that I've watched a fair share of them, including older Godzilla and older kaiju films. I got Mothra on DVD, and I got this crappy Godzilla double feature. I've seen some of the newer ones, not a whole bunch. I remember 2001 Godzilla, I remember 2005 King Kong. Um, I'm aware of the Monsterverse. I know that they have an RPG now, or not an RPG, they have a TCG now, a trading card game. Um, but I'm not a fan. Never liked them. Never watched any of them. Um... Wait, and of what? You've never watched a fan of, of the TCGs or the movies that you own? <laughs> Both. I've, I've never seen any of the movies that I have watched and enjoy. Um, but yeah, I also have, you know, a lot of experience with... I think I have more experience with mechs when I was a kid. Like, you know, Gundam and Code Geass and... Uh, <laughs> Is that what it's Gass. called? It's called yes. Geass? It's so close to what it's called. It's called uh, Code, Code Geass. Geass. Gold oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the western the version of it again yeah but no i like kaijus i like mechs um yep you know sometimes they're overhyped but i did i did like this one it was pretty uh, i mean it had his moments i really like charlie day of course i think okay. everyone does i was excited when he came on screen but i actually hated his character i actually didn't really? like this movie i'll say I, I did not enjoy no. it. And I'm not a huge monster or kaiju uh, fan. I like I like good fight scenes. I think when you make them really big, I feel like the fight scenes get more boring the bigger that they are. I think the smaller mm. that you make them, the more interesting the fights are. I'd love to see an ant fight another ant. Yeah, I want to see some, like... Uh, I mean, there are... People watch, like... Spiders versus scorpions and, and other bug fights. I want to see bug fights. I've seen the ones on YouTube. Those are pretty gruesome. They, are, they really are, cool. are pretty gruesome. They make me do feel bad, though, because it's technically like cockfighting yeah, in some weird ways. It's but it is up. cool. I it's think it's a little cool. different. I think, you know. It's super know. cool to me. But yeah, um, I guess in conjunction with all that, I've been watching this stuff since I was a kid. I remember when I was like really young. Uh, my first experience, like, watching Godzilla when I was, like, three. I remember seeing on the TV. I didn't understand what the fuck I was looking at. You know, you watch, like, Power Rangers and Tokusatsu. Um, I've watched, like, quite a few, probably as much Godzilla movies and, like, giant monster movies as Manny has. I've watched more recent ones, though, obviously, like, um, the 2016 Godzilla film and the 2014 one. And 2000s Godzilla back way back when. A couple of you older see, ones. You see, yeah. uh, you see Shin Godzilla? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, Godzilla 2016. I thought that was 2017. No, I'm pretty sure that was 2016. That's the one okay. directed by um, the guy who made Evangelion. By, what's his name? Tomino? No, it's not Tomino. Fuck, you're right. Uh-huh, I bitch. Just, I remember. I got the same year Chunk got elected. Podcast. God Hell damn. Hell yeah. Well, you're it's, the editor, yeah, so don't right. worry. You can just take that part Hey! <laughs> no, I need this. <laughs> I need this, man. Um... Yeah, I love these things. I think they're really cool. And to go back to your point, Morgan, I think big fight scenes are hard to really get down right. Because you said sometimes they're really boring if they're done a certain way. Like, I think the worst way you can do it is like uh, Transformers or Cloverfield with like Michael Bay or whoever made Cloverfield. These fight scenes kind of are sporadic and they're too hard to follow. They just seem like big things coming at you. 
there's a certain like art to making giant monsters and mechs fight each other that kind of goes way way back to like old school Godzilla and all the way up to like Ultraman nowadays I think honestly um I kind of want to recommend you an anime that like I think really nails that like art of like big fight scenes. So maybe I was go, gonna like, say I think Pacific Rim. No, but yes. Code Geass would be a good point too. I'm actually recommending. Ooh, how did I forget the name? Gridman. That's what it's called. Gridman. Gridman. This is, is going this. to be an anime. They're making Pacific Rim into an anime. Wait, what? I didn't know that. And I actually think it would make a way better anime. Uh, no. Way better I mean, anime. Don't know where it would go though. I I don't. I'm one of the people who don't believe that. Pacific Rim 2 actually came out. I don't think it's real, so I'm just going to pretend it's most, not real. Most sequels aren't real. It's okay. I know. But I really like to think that Pacific Rim is its own standalone piece of media, which it makes me happy because it has... It's so good. But yeah. Mm, should we run through like the quick plot synopsis of it? Yeah. Um, yeah, do yeah it. that's a great idea. We should start yeah. doing that more often. Sure. So, in the beginning, there's kind of this exposition dump that talks about, oh, the kaiju came, and they fucking came, and they destroyed shit. You can see them, like, destroying major landmarks, like, in San Francisco, or Tokyo, or Sydney, Australia. And uh, it kind of expands upon, like, how humans kind of grew accustomed to that, and how they learned to deal with it. Um, hmm. I think nowadays it's a kind of very common trope, though, that people include, like, media from our world to talk about things in, like... The movie or TV show. I'm not sure how many examples I could think of, but I still think it did it to good effect because they made them look really real to me. I don't know. Even though it's been like seven years since I last watched it, I still kind of got like chills seeing it happen. I don't know. Maybe I'm just having like very bad nostalgia goggles over my head. But like, what did y'all think? Uh, about the quality? You're asking about the quality? Just, I guess just like the opening in general. Like, what do you guys think of it? I just uh, want to jump in real quick there. Uh, you mentioned that, you know, there was those little bits of uh, news synopsis where they kind of used, you know, like real life media quotation marks to, you know, hmm. uh, Obama drive was home there. some exposition or whatever. And you were like, you know, obviously that's something that's, that's a trope that's used in films. I The one that instantly came to my mind was Starship Troopers and RoboCop because they also did that whole little... Uh, what about District thing, right? 9, dude? <laughs> yes, yeah. Sure? yeah the know. first thing that came to mind, I, I thought they had very <laughs> similar openings from each other District 9 and Pacific Rim. Good. Hmm. But this but is Robocop the that too. It make it real. These, That's right. these I just, I just forgot about are. Robocop. <laughs> oh, man. I really love that one quote from Robocop still. What is it? I'd I buy, buy that, that for a dollar. <laughs> oh. I love that quote. I don't remember it. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah, I'm going to start using that every day. Oh, um, no. Well, when, you know, when... Anytime when you go to the dollar store, you should use that quote. Yeah, whenever it's, you know, something that makes sense in the context of the conversation. Anyways, I, like I said earlier, I thought the movie had some moments, but yeah, there was definitely some qualms I had with the movie. Um, the fight scenes were a little bit slow. Um, some of the story points were a little bit weak and, you know, there was a lot in there that was just added randomly. I feel like, you know, Idris Elba's kid or adopted kid that was, you know, orphan. Mako. Oh. Yeah, Mako. Mako. I felt like she could have been cut entirely and it wouldn't have made a difference. A hundred percent. 
She was not needed in the movie whatsoever. Most of the characters weren't needed. No, they in the weren't. Movie. That's what I'm saying. There was a lot of padding, and so the story for two hours wasn't long. Really it didn't need exactly. that much padding. It did not. I want to point out the fact that this movie sure. isn't about like a singular person. Like this isn't about like um, Becker's or Riley's like rise to like becoming the person he is. I think they really submit to the very end where it's talking about community. That it isn't just about having like this really cool individual they to follow along. It's following all these different groups and all of them trying to clash together. But so I don't think really there's like any singular them, interesting. I feel like they would have done that better if they showed things in a more community way. We stay very focused on like two or three people and then at the end of the day they all feel meaningless. So instead of showing us community, I just feel let down. I learned nothing about those two Russian dorks. Or yeah, they were the shows. Oh, okay, yeah, they definitely. They died I think immediately, I think. I don't they know. They jobbed so hard. I felt so bad for them. But I do feel like I should mention, maybe because I just I do too much. I was, when I watched this movie previously, I was keeping up heavily with, like, the whole production of it. I remember reading up all the lore and the world building for it. There was some very interesting stuff that kind of got left out because no time or because they just weren't important enough to do so. Um, Cherno Alpha was like the big Russian people bot. Uh, it it was one of those like really as they described it in the movie, it was like one of the very first like mechs that they lasted and lasted all the way up to this point. This lasted from when Makamori was like five up to like fucking twenty. So the, that robot lasted so long and it went through so much shit. But it doesn't really get that timeline and also kind of dropped really badly. So I definitely agree with you on that point. That was my point where I think this would make a better anime, cause, or just a TV show in general. They could spend, one, I think an anime would have cooler fight scenes, and two, they could spend more time on all the really interesting potential backstory. Like, at, at the base, these Jaegers, the, the mechs, the Jaegers, are cool. It's a cool concept, but I feel like the movie doesn't do the concept justice. Yeah, I getcha. But it doesn't sell it to you? how really cool all the big monsters are. Like, I think what I like about this movie is that it's completely unrealistic and it's fun for it. It's like the American version of what I wanted Gurren Lagann to be here, I guess you could say. I feel like that's going to come full circle with the anime. <laughs> yes, it will. I think, you, I think this makes me just want to make you recommend to watch Gurren Lagann, honestly. It's like this 26-core episode anime about this basic this basic fucking story. In fact, you'll see a lot of references between this story and Gurren Lagann just because they both pull from the same like cess of like mech and like anime references. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably just put it down right now. Um, you know how in the beginning and every time they suit up, Imako and Riley, they get into the mech, they're inside the head and then it screws onto the bottom. That's a very common trope you see in most mecha, but I guess around that time period, in like 2007 until then, that happened in Gurren Lagann. Um, Simon and like the pilot That's, in that one did the clamps same thing down into mecha. Cook, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just a very common trope that you'd see in mecha in general. Although I say that specifically because Gypsy Danger's eyeglasses look like communist sunglasses, so that's my association with it. I'm, I feel like I'm at a loss. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm at a loss. I'm I <laughs> just don't they know have the cool fuck. shades, communist shades are on it, like with um Grand the, the gypsy Jaeger? Yeah, yeah. Those are like weird shades, he kinda type like gunbuster. I feel uh, I'll send you a link for it later or something. So Keanu's yeah, yeah, yeah. a fucking uh, mecha and kaiju stan. He's yeah. uh, super into yeah. this stuff. 
I'm very I young, like so Mets. I feel like I'm super biased cool. against you guys not liking this movie as much as I thought you guys were. <laughs> no, I like the concept. I thought the concept was really cool. I think it was not executed well. I don't think it, I don't think it makes a good uh, movie. I think the lore and stuff would be more interesting shown slowly over the course of many episodes. I would just say what I think we're all thinking. Guillermo de Toro needs to go back to Spain and needs to go back to horror movies. Hell yeah. Wait, no, he already, he still does it. Also, he doesn't do horror movies that much anymore. He does, like, video games. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was Silent in, uh, uh, what, what was the video game he was just in? The Death one Stranding. Where he used the, yeah, Death Stranding, The Walking Sin, that's right. Yeah. Really also, I'm pretty game. sure he's from Mexico, Guillermo del Toro. Didn't he make that movie that was in black and white that was all about his maid growing up? He's a very he's a very light-skinned Mexican, but he had, like, a dark-skinned maid, and he made a whole movie about her that was a Netflix exclusive. It was called was Roma. Spanish. I'm pretty sure it was called Roma. Maybe. Definitely check he's, that out. He's, I'm almost positive he's from Mexico. Look at him. Oh, he's 100% Mexican. Weird. Never mind. He's definitely yeah, Mexican. Because oh, yeah, he made a whole a movie, movie about his his rich Mexican upbringing with a with a dark skinned maid, and it's rich all about Mexican. from the maid's perspective. It's called Roma. It's an okay movie. That dude looks so just like white person Spanish. Yeah, that's why he was rich and had a dark skinned maid. It's very uh, that's that's Mexican politics for you. I wonder what came into his mind that made him decide that like yeah I want to do a fucking mech kaiju film now because he wrote the screenplay for this right like he did he grow up was that his whole thing yeah exactly he said he was very much uh, yeah it was his baby this is like a passion project for him this came from his his passion for like yeah gigantor uh, you know giant super robots from like way back in the 80s because he's from mexico and they were showing that shit on tv back then i'm assuming even like who was it um one of our friends or at least my friend he used to really love what was it called saint Seiya. he loved that show and it just anime in general was always kind of big in mexico i think even till then so i think there's always been influences there showing up yeah i was gonna say actually i do know like a lot of like Mexican I, I mean I'm, I'm Mexican myself and I know a lot of Mexican kids who like are in like if they're nerdy Mexican kids like they're into kaijus and they're into mechas and they're into like you know Spanish dubbed animes and they're like yeah the Dragon Ball Z Spanish dub is the best one ever and stuff like <laughs> that it's like fucking Goku goes hey 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 it's weird but okay I don't know. I feel, I'm definitely exaggerating things, but no, I I know a lot of kids like that who are into all that stuff, and they are Mexicans. So I could see Guillermo de Toro. De Toro. Guillermo de Toro. Guillermo de Toro. He makes a lot of interesting movies. He made Mama. That's a great horror movie that he made. He did Gravity, which Shape is another space movie. He does. A, oh yeah, he did Shape of Water. He does a lot of weird sci-fi fantasy films. Like that's his jam, I think. I feel like I only know him from Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, that's right, Pan's Labyrinth. That one is the best one that he's done. I that's totally what I was forgot. Say, that's all I know. That's why I said go back to Spain and go back to horror movies. Because that's right, I think because that one is a, Spanish he, language. Yeah, film. I think he's a great horror, like horror movie director. And like, I think the action stuff, you know, I I think it. Um, I I don't know. Maybe Pacific Rim just wasn't exactly for me. I feel like you know, it's a it's a great homage, but like also there there's better stuff in the genre. Also, I, I'll say I think that action is really hard to do right. I think so too. And I you know, agree. it was his first try, so maybe like you know, if he tried again later, he could do it better. I don't know. This isn't baseball. You have one shot, and then it's over, Morgan. Oh, yeah, man. Is he gonna take take, uh, take his shot? Cancel. He's not gonna. 
No I'm more baseball gonna... bats. Knock I'm his not... ass out. How does the Hamilton song go? Fuck. I don't know Hamilton. I'm not gonna throw away my shot. That's it. Throw away I my hate you both. shot. Oh my goodness. I want to kind of discuss and dissect a bit more. Why did it? Why did the movie fall so flat for y'all? Is it like the characters? Was it just action? Was it the plot? No, line, it was the characters. Stories? It was the, the characters. Action. The action was the boring, action. but but it was the it was the characters that frustrated me the most. I'm not gonna say that older kaiju films and mecha movies have like flat characters. I would say a lot of the reasons why those movies and uh, series go so well is because they have such a strong character base. Like even the original Gundam 0079, Amuro's like journey all the way over through, I don't know, his, ty- his times in like in the new Gundam, you can see him change very well, but that's over like 150 episodes and three movies or whatever have you. Um, and this lends more, way more into like super robot territory. This is something that I actually have very little experience in. So more things kind of like Mazinger Z or like Giver or something. Those shows run on like the rule of cool. Think like Fist of the North Star, or, like uh, any of those like muscle bound cool action guy types of movies. It just is cool because they do weird and crazy shit essentially. Uh, that's like the ethos, I guess, that they're tapping into here in some ways. I don't know. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I'm down for that. I wish they cut out most of the characters and other storyline stuff and like gave themselves more time for mech fighting. I'd be down mm. for the exact opposite. I wish they had cut out all the mech fighting and just focused on like the guys in the lab. Oh, wow. Well, I thought, I wanna, I thought, I thought their storyline was pointless for the most part. It was, which is why They're I would rather that. You would have rather They're become a head point instead. It's such an interesting concept that they had going with that. Again, a lot of stuff fell flat, and this included. It's such an interesting concept that they had with it, where like Charlie Day's character was like, "I'm gonna mind merge with a fucking kaiju to learn so much," and like you know, the first time he did it, he popped a fucking blood Eyeball. vessel in his eye, and he was all tweaked out, and then he did it again with the other guy, and you know then it worked better or something but like it's such that's such an interesting concept to go into there was a lot of interesting concepts and you know it just it didn't fulfill the promises that any of the concepts really made but why didn't it though like i think that it it, it landed those pretty simply as well it, they had it had a it had the premise that if you mind meld to something you share its memories they're like well okay let's extend let's extend that let's make it so that you could mind meld with the kaiju see how that works Okay, it didn't work so well because Kaiju's fucking massive, so maybe you need another unit. Same thing with the Jaeger program. You need more than one mine in order to pilot it, so you need two people. And it extends to that. I don't know, it just seemed like it like landed there. Maybe, did you want to like, expand upon that more or make it more interesting than what it was going to set out to do? what I think they needed was to make it uh, urgent. Uh, it seemed like until they found out the information that made it have a point... Until they actually came to the conclusion of the story, his journey had no point. Why do we care if he succeeds? As far as we know, what they're doing is already good. We don't care about his journey. It's only when he discovers that it actually does matter that we care, but at that point it's over, so we don't care anyway. There was no urgency to it. That was the problem for me. There was no, I didn't care what the outcome was because I had no reason to. Mm, I see. There was no, there was no beginning point to it because it was. He only just wanted to do it. He was just excited to do it. And like, cool, good for you. You're excited to do that. 
You haven't made me care that he's excited to do it though, is the problem. And I feel like that was a big issue with a lot of things. People were doing things without making me care that they were. They were just doing it to do it. You know, maybe, you know, a big part of Red Link might be our personality types, Morgan, but it sounds to me like we want, we were disappointed in the movie in two totally different ways. Like, we both wanted different things from the movie. The movie was kind of offering, but then ultimately just didn't. It kind of went in, like, this white toast-ass direction, you know? Um, I like the white toast. <laughs> yeah, I think overall there there was no, there was no meat. It was just kind of... Fluff. It was just a lot of padding. It was just two hours. It was two hours long. That's why I'm saying I wish it was just the fighting because the story didn't. The story did everything. It came to a conclusion, but they didn't add the meat there. So you might as well have just made it more fighting instead. Yeah, although the fights weren't that good, so I don't know if I'd want to see. But just that's that. one thing. Maybe if they had more time, if it was more fighting, then it would have been cooler. Mm, maybe. Possibly. But yeah, no, I feel like we're uh, breaking Keanu's heart. He likes. I'm so sorry. So <laughs> I I thought the concept no, okay. was really cool, and I'm excited to watch the anime. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I just think that uh, they fell flat with like all of this stuff individually is interesting. I just don't think they arranged it and presented it in a. They spent two hours, and I feel like you could cut an hour and a half of it and still tell the entire movie in the same way and get to the end. That shouldn't be. That's not a good movie if you can cut all of but it and still get the same result. Would it have been as fun if you cut out like an yes, hour Yes, it would have been more stuff. fun. It would have been more fun for me. What would you cut out? Almost everything. Uh, kept a little <laughs> bit of the beginning, uh, a little bit of the end, cut most of the middle, just add whatever necessary beats are necessary to get there or just slightly rearrange things so that it can be told in 30 minutes. My point is, is that it didn't need more than 30 minutes to tell its story. How long was that beginning sequence with his brother like and like 15, 20 about minutes? About 10 minutes. Probably? 15 minutes. It was like, minutes, no, it was like 20 minutes for sure. Until the point and when the brother dies. They could have cut yeah. that down. They, they didn't cut as that much. Down a lot, yeah. They could have cut everything, and, and it's just, I felt like it, the problem is that it's too long because they, they didn't need all of it. They didn't. No, with this, with this run through, I definitely found myself skipping things. There's also those sequences where it's like, oh, look at, you know, where they're, you know, this happens in all films where they're just trying to show off all, you know, the special effects the scenery, or like the, the visual effects or whatever. Yeah. And like, yeah, there's that part where they're just like getting into a fucking robot where it's like, yeah, man, it's not that exciting anymore. Everyone's kind of seen, you know, people go into robots and coming to things. You really want the action and you really want dialogue and you want other stuff, you know? You don't just want, like, this pretty scenery or whatever. I did like the relationship between the two scientists. Yeah. I was going to say, was that, a, uh, was that an It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia reference? It is. It is, actually. Because I thought so. if you remember, Herman like The entire and relationship between the scientists? No, because they were both in It's Always in, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Oh, Herman yeah, was yeah, a yeah, character, yeah. a side character in one of the episodes, I believe. Yeah, he was. And he was Charlie yeah. Day. He was a professor running an experiment on Charlie Day, and Charlie thought that he was a genius, a genius. because of a placebo pill that he gave him. Um, That's right. Who else was there? That one guy, uh, Jimmy something, was there. Ron oh, Perlman yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, well, he's the main a recurring character. character. No, not hmm? not not Jimmy. Wait, the Cricket. main character Riley. 
is in you mean the guy Sons from of Anarchy. Debs, right? I was gonna say he's from Sons of Anarchy. He's also there with Ron Perlman. No, I'm thinking of the guy from Silicon Valley. Uh which guy? You mean the guy with the bow tie? Tonga, Tonfa, Tony, Tona. Ah, uh, speaking of Not Ron Perlman, why is it that in this Asian place, like all of the like <laughs> high level people are like not Asian, and like all the backup uh, workers are Asian? That was weird. No, that's very typical. That's is super it? typical. Is that typical? Um, yeah, I don't think it's that that's typical. super typical. I feel like it's super typical. This very student rich white dude is crazy as fuck. He's the head of the company, and he's just ahead of him and all these Chinese people. I'm also, assuming he was just kind of everywhere. Was he supposed to be, like, a bad guy? Because I'll tell you, by the time he died, I liked him more than Charlie Day's character. Charlie no, Day's I character, I started to not stupid. like. <laughs> and then I was so... I wanted Charlie Day to be the one eating, not him. He was, like, cool. He was a cool guy. Hannibal Chow was just, like, this random he, dude. I think we just, like... He was straight up, like, you idiot. Why would you do that? Now it's after you. Like, he was super smart. He knew that immediately when Charlie Day's character <laughs> could not figure it out. And then Charlie Day's like, move out of my uh, way. Uh, goes into the shelter and then so tells funny. everyone that it's after him like a dumbass. I just felt like his character died in a way that it felt like we should be like, haha, he's dead. We hated him. But I'm like, oh, I didn't hate him. You didn't he watch was chill. the end, did you? The end, oh, is there kind of like some after credit scene? Yeah, in the very end scene, Ron Perlman gets shot up by the monster. He's like, oh, man, that was weird. That's awesome. I fast yeah. forwarded through to look for, during the credits, to look for a scene like that. I didn't see anything. Maybe you missed it, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I saw I it wonder in the movie if they, theaters. I wonder if they didn't continue that in the version that i got mm, i hope not i just remember seeing that in the movies but that's but yeah. great okay mm. that's cool that he survives i dig that yeah i think he might have been in uprising or something but again that movie doesn't exist to me um so john boyega is uh it just a son in that movie yeah yeah what they don't even mention that he has a son yeah <laughs> he does yeah it's that's john what boyega makes him the next one Exactly, but that's the reason why. Pacific Rim 2 is, like... People hate that movie way more than Pacific Rim 1, I would say that. I don't it think people like hate... It seems like shit's on the legacy, I guess you could say, of Pacific Rim. I will say, I don't think most people hate Pacific Rim. I think when it came out, I heard so much about it. Everyone, like, loved it. Uh, like, online, everything. Yeah, that's what I'm them. saying. That could, that could also be a reason why I didn't like it. Because I went in with incredibly high expectations. And I don't, like, I don't watch, like I said, I don't watch mech and monster movies, so it shouldn't appeal to me, but I went in with high expectations because of how big this movie was hyped back in 2013. Uh, And then I was like, oh, this is not, it's like, it felt like a standard, your standard fare monster film. It could have held its own among the new Godzilla movies or whatever. It didn't feel like it was, it was, like, the hype that I was expecting wasn't there. Because it was just so, you know when things get so overhyped and then when someone that knows nothing about it goes in with the overhype, their expectations are so much higher. And then I think it could not jump over the hurdle I had placed it up on, based on what I'd heard. Manny? Um, yeah, I guess with... Yeah, when it came out, it was pretty hyped. Um, 
I don't think it was overhyped. I think there's definitely other films that... I mean, I think, you know, for the time, it was very visually stunning. And so I think that's a big part of it. I think now it's, you know, less remembered because it it got a little bit dated. It's not as dated as it could be. But, I mean, you know, there's fancier technology now. And so, you know, visual effects are always updating. It's hard to really stay relevant. You know, the only film that we've... I, I feel like the only film that we've really seen... Um, that has been kind of uh, outstanding, you know, for for the podcast anyways. That's been really outstanding. Jurassic Park, that one fucking blew, blows my mind. That one still looks good. I mean, it's obviously crazy. it could look better, but it still looks so good. That's the thing. It looks so crazy good for the time. And, like, you know, Pacific Rim only came out, like, what, eight years ago? Seven yeah, years ago. ago. Yeah. It came out in 2013, I think. And it looks mm-hmm. good, but it's dated. It's very obviously dated. I think that's a lot with like CGI. CGI outdates faster than like puppetry and stuff because especially you can... nowadays, especially nowadays. But it's harder to like... do good puppetry. Yeah, my going go to example is the jump from like NES to like N sixty four. There was a significant jump from two D to three D, and every successive generation afterwards, the jump gets smaller and smaller and smaller. I guess. So I always thought that was always going to be happening, but I never saw Pacific Rim as like this spectacle, like graphic fidelity and stuff i always remembered it and still do love it because it was like this homage to giant monsters and mechs because we haven't really gotten that kind of like special movie in a way like that or like that kind of movie in a while like the anytime like there's a monster movie it's always like found footage or something something bullshit like that it's never just fun cool shit i guess you could say that's the thing i think i think the general public doesn't really care about kaijus and mechas i don't I think the reason Pacific Rim had hype when it came out was because of the visual effects. I can understand that you, coming from a world of someone who enjoys kaiju and mechs, you know, wanted that film because it's an homage or whatever. But, like, everybody else, I think, was just like, yo, man, this shit's cool as hell. And, like... Look at these monsters, yo. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'll say, I really liked the Godzilla and Mothra movie. I actually really cool, liked, yeah. you know, Godzilla being a good guy. And I liked the fights in that. I liked that movie more than Pacific Rim. Godzilla's well, a good guy like half the time. Yeah, I've Godzilla only ever seen the only Godzilla movie I saw was that other Godzilla movie that is the prequel to that Mothra one, and he was the bad guy in that. I just like this idea because I feel like the use of like they're bad guys and the aliens are just generic bad guys that are coming to conquer, destroy, and then move on to the next place is just it's always what it is. So I think it's always refreshing when it's not that. The thing is though, I would say a lot of old Godzilla films, they really toe the line between that. There's always, like, good giant monster, like... Yeah, I should watch more Godzilla films. The one films, I always think of is, of course, King Kong, but the one... Well, maybe not King Kong always, but the one I remember is Mighty Joe Young. That's sort of like an American kaiju film, in a way. Never... What's it called? It's just a... Mighty Joe Young? Do y'all remember that movie? No, I've never heard of it. Mighty Joe Young. His name Mighty is Joe Young. It's Joy basically Young? Clifford, if Clifford was a giant black gorilla. What? I love that. That's yeah. awesome. It's Clifford. cool. It, it's, I haven't seen it in a while. So I maybe, forgot about Clifford. I want to rewatch that myself, but maybe you guys... The only time I've seen it. Clifford lately is in those fucking memes where like he's a demon, and he's like, saw me your soul. What? I've never seen a I've never seen that either. You're fucking with me, dude. No, no, I'm not. What? I'll send you that shit right now. Watch. Send it to us. I also had a question because I think maybe I just didn't understand it. Why do all of the alien creatures look like big versions of Earth 
animals. Like, did the uh, aliens, the aliens, I guess, have been watching for a while and specifically tried to make big versions of Earth creatures? So, they made a reference to that before. Uh, at least when Charlie Day said it. He's like, you know what, they've been doing this for a long time. The dinosaurs were that before, but they couldn't last that sustain in this, like, environment. So, it wasn't until now when we, like, polluted the environment to what it was today that they were able to sustain themselves in, like, in these giant monster-sized ratios. By the way... Call him bullshit, which right I think there is hilarious. Then, it's uh, hilarious. Yeah, call him I bullshit love that hard because <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, humans do a lot of damage to the planet or whatever, mm-hmm. but we haven't polluted the planet enough that it's actually terraformed. Not in any substantial oh. way that you know, like these guys are like, yep, it's right for the picking. It's perfectly polluted. Like, no, it's it's been worse. It's been better. Hold but, on, I what? want to point out one very funny fact that threw me for a loop when I finally watched the movie in the beginning. The very first scene is set in 2020. Oh, yeah. That was fucked up. <laughs> wow. Oh, God. But yes, I, I, I do I do with you. That's such a bullshit. There would be... There would need to be something crazy to happen to, you know, terraform the world in order to make sure giant evil monsters come out the void. I mean, it's not like in 2020 there's been giant fires, typhoons, and the pandemic, and ex- expensive exfoliation, and uh anyways um no yeah that it's it's a really silly silly ass reason why they look like that Mm, i'm honestly just gonna say that Nature always kind of finds a way to find very similar forms that always work. Like, also, I would also say another thing is that the designs that the kaiju are based off of are callbacks to certain giant giant kaiju, I guess you could say, in the past. Like, like the King Kong um, one. Silverback is obviously... Oh, not Silverback. Um, not his name. The one with Otachi, the one that looks like a gorilla. Yeah, this, the Obviously King Kong. Obviously, King Kong one. ripoff. Mm-hmm. Um, Otachi is like a very obvious, like Rodan and like. Uh, I didn't realize any of them had names, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I remember loving which one, the designs. The, the bat one. Which one was the bat one supposed to be? Otachi. Okay. It was supposed um, to be a reference to something. A, that's a Rodan reference? Mm-hmm. There's like Leatherhead, uh, there's a couple of them. Ah, uh, fuck. My favorite one was the one that attacked the little baby, attacked the little baby Mako, which was I forget the name of it though, but it's like this hermit crab looking ass motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, that guy was cool. Mm-hmm. I like the I like the yeah. hermit crab. Which one was the one that looked just like the sea dragon leviathan from Subnautica? The one at the end that they had to fight the one with the uh, the squid the uh, this squid legs. This is a category legs? five. They didn't give it a name though. That one looked exactly like a sea dragon leviathan from Subnautica. They they came out Subnautica. within a year of each other. Yeah, they probably pulled a little bit of, like, reference. Not even a reference, but, like, you know, Subnautica some might have pulled spring it. up from that same well. They came out within a year of each other, so I don't know if, if Subnautica had time nah, to, to do that, that, but uh, but possibly. You know, they looked exactly the same. The same. It was weird. <laughs> it's the same. It's good. Um, it's very similar to the way that, like, uh, in Bugs Bunny and Looney Tunes and whatever fuck it is, they both developed the same cartoon, essentially, where they, like, do the piano thing. And they all do it to the mouse and the whatever. It, it's just kind of like creative wells accidentally coming up at the same exact time. It happens all the time, I think. Yeah, uh, it's in, like that yeah. idea when ideas in the universe kind of going and every. That's the thing when like 
that's well, let's not get into that. But yeah, I think a lot of people have ideas at the same time without necessarily stealing from each other. It's just we all have, we can only reference so much. There's only so much in the world yeah. that we can reference. What was that one summer where everyone was like, we're going to make a movie about the world ending? Was that 2012? 2012. Yeah. My fucking that. God, that summer was weird. I was like, I hated that summer. fucking studio execs just talk to each other sometimes because this is bullshit. And one of those films was like six years in the making or some crazy shit like that. Yeah, it does happen a lot like that. Where just like things end up being really similar and come out at the same time. Um, If you were one of these either mech creatures or Godzilla creatures, what animal would you be? Would you rather be the mech dude or would you rather be... Would you rather be a Jaeger or a Kaiju? Hmm. Well, kaiju's don't have any minds, but kaiju are clearly cool. they do. They have two brains. <laughs> they do, but they're clone brains. They're uh, they're, they're yeah, all the a same clone is still. Brain. I mean, a cl- that's not how a clone is, but they don't have. Uh, they any do have. They do have a hive mind mentality. Yes, that has nothing to do with being a clone, but they do have a hive mind mentality. Yes, they've called them clones. Right, but being a clone doesn't mean hive mind. They have. They're both. They're both clones True. and hive mind. A clone True. can still be an individual at the end of the day. Um, Fair enough. I still they, be a giant monster movie. They're more like the mind flayers a, a, from a Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But going back to your question, I'd rather be a kaiju, and I'd like to be a squid. This is all hypothetical. I'd rather not be anything. I'd rather just be a person, but, you know. Well, whatever. if you're a, Seems like fun. A, kai, a kaiju Jaeger, then, uh, then you're a person. In a, in a mech. I know, I really like Custom Robo, and that's all about mech fighting, so I, I mm. want to be one of the commanders in the mech over a mm. kaiju. I, I hate those Seems people. so likely you're going <laughs> to die. I'm good not dying. I, I mean, a kaiju yeah. will also die, but like I feel like I'd be less aware of my existence, so I'd be like, yeah, I was built to die. Whereas, like, you know, someone who's driving one of those stupid robots would be like, holy shit, I'm pissing my pants every time. Yeah, I want that piss <laughs> of the be... pants through. A giant jewel beetle kaiju. Ooh. And I would just yeah, smack around insects. into people because I don't know uh, where I'm going. Yeah, that'd be so cool. Uh, yeah, I want more insect kaijus. They, they, those definitely exist. Those definitely exist. Yeah, I'm sure they do, like Mothra. Yeah, we should watch like old school Godzilla films. I wonder if you'd be interested in watching any of that. I think I would. I like Godzilla. I think that's interesting. Like old school, though. Or Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla's fun down for it we'll have to do like an yeah. old we'll have to do like a kaiju movie month or something godzilla january month <laughs> no all right then all right keanu give us our outro and also Wait, Morgan, we still have to talk about what we're, we're doing. doing yeah first and then outro all sure. right so next month is october so we're doing horror movies I'll choose the specific horror movie genre i thought a lot about this because there's so many good ones b-list the classic slashers but uh, I chose this genre specifically because... It's not a genre. I chose this specifically because I Sub-genre. wanted... To, sort of, yeah. <laughs> not even really, but sure. Uh, I, chose this, mm. I chose this category of film uh, because I really wanted to do John Carpenter's The Thing for this, uh. but it was not a commercial success. So I decided... To make it so that I could anyway. Yeah, this was commercially successful sci-fi September month. Which is why I had to choose RoboCop instead. 
Mm. Your movies were commercially successful. Yeah, that was the reason why we chose that over the, the other ones. Um, mm. But anyway, so I decided to go with 80s, 80s horror movies. So any movie that was mm. made between, that came out between 1980 and 1989 is free reign for the horror movie that you choose. The first one is going to be John Carpenter's The Thing. It came out in 1982, I believe. Um, that's the, that's, it's a, it's a good movie. Unfortunately, it wasn't commercially successful, but it's a classic. So that's my movie. We'll be reviewing that one next week. Mm, that sounds down, actually. All right, then, y'all. Uh, I didn't write an outro for this. I'm just sorry, Grandpa. We're all yeah, sorry, I'm Grandpa. I'm a sorry, Grandpa. I'm sorry, mm. Grandpa. I'm sorry, Grandpa. <laughs> I can't use that. Thank you.